0: Brandon Cristal, our uh, KOA Broncos Insider, brought to you by Coloradans for Responsible Energy Development. Get the facts on how oil and gas is benefiting Colorado. And by the way, all Coloradans at cred.org. That is C-R-E-D C-R-E-D.org. org. BK, have you ever played bass? Have you ever played did you play a musical instrument when you went to high school in the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex?
1: I did not play any instruments in high school. In sixth grade was when they started us taking band class. So I did percussion. Nice. Uh, after after Rick's heart and you, Dave, is one of the best air drummers in the world. Duly noted. Uh, can appreciate. But they start you on xylophone. And so I had a snare drum that I loved beating on at home, even though I'm sure it wasn't any good. And then a xylophone. And... I was just sick of playing the xylophone, so like two months in, I quit. No lie, the next week they switched to start using the snare drum. But my uh, mm. musical career ended on on that uh, on that week.
0: Hmm. Understood. Understood. All right, you're at uh, Broncos training camp. There there aren't many. There aren't given the situation that uh, the world is in right now, and especially for NFL training camps, there aren't many media members that are given access. What exactly? What's the protocol that you have gone through simply to be able to watch? at least part of what the Broncos are doing today?
1: So I'm one of a handful of guys. It's myself, Jeff Legwald, Mike Cliff, Rhino O'Halloran from the Denver Post, and Arnie Stapleton from AP, and then a couple Nine News photographers. We've been tested three times this week already just to be able to go in the media room and then to stand really far from the team here, off to the side, and we have a little bit better vantage point than some of the other media. There's a handful of media that gets to swap swap out every day. Mm-hmm. They're up on the hill. We can go up on the hill, but I'm right at the edge of the practice field, basically where that VIP tent was. And right, they start to right. walk up the ramp. I'm standing on the ramp at the corner of the pylon. I guess on the side of the end zone you know facing the street Broncos Parkway basically that corner is where I'm standing right now but so yeah I've been tested three times already this week and I will be tested not today because they're off tomorrow but then tomorrow and every day before there's a practice at least through the foreseeable future there's no end date on it right now so so far three for three negative tests and uh, Good. zero antibodies because I have not had coronavirus but all that just to be able to stand I mean the closest player to me is 40 yards and even if they were to run into the corner of the end zone they would still be a good 10 15 yards for many of us
0: so how, how much because rick and i obviously I mean, and kathy we we do the show in the mornings the broncos practice in the mornings, so we're gonna have to figure out how to get there how much of practice are you actually allowed to witness
1: normal training can't practice you know they oh you can out see these, the whole thing then okay yeah they sent out these restrictions from the league and, and at one of the nfl network guys i think tom Pelissero, had it and it said No live tweeting, no this, all these restrictions, which I guess have already been rules, but the Broncos kind of relax them for local media because they know we're going to tweet about it anyway. If we walk outside the wall, we're going to say, hey, so-and-so just went down with a knee injury or or an apparent knee injury. Mm -hmm. But so normal shooting period for anybody that has a cell phone camera or brought a camera there is a pool photographer from the broncos there is a pool photographer i think one of the nine news photographers is the pool photographer as well but there's about four other tv cameras i think from the local tv stations that are here in addition to the broncos camera so we're getting to watch training camp practice other than the fact that i'm talking to you through a mask and i'm 10 feet from the closest reporter uh and really far from the field it's kind of business as usual, just a boring OTA or start of training camp practice before they get into pads uh, here in a couple of days on Monday.
2: Did, did you take the uh, the Q-tip up to the brain COVID test, or how, what kind of test did they give you?
1: No, they they've skipped that. So the first day, they did a blood draw for the antibody tests, and again, I have zero because I haven't had coronavirus, thankfully. And then just kind of a, a few seconds in each nostril, just around the rim of the nostril, huh. they, they stopped testing here, whether it be for myself or any other media member any players staff testing ends at a little before noon by noon they're out the door with all the tests from the day grab grab them stick them on a plane to houston and then the company that's uh working with all 32 teams i think they're called bio reference they've got labs all over the country they have one in california they have one in houston so our tests are getting sent to houston and we get an email about two in the morning that says you tested negative, or I guess if someone does test positive, it would say positive. But I keep getting them to say negative at 2.02 a.m. is when I've gotten them the last two days.
0: Hmm, interesting. So wow. as you sit there and watch, I mean, for people listening to this, and people are getting excited. They, they obviously want uh, the NFL to be able to play, and, and that would include the Broncos. But what, what, what couple of things interests you most about – the start of training camp with respect to the team and, and what will you be focusing on uh, even though it's a long
2: way away?
1: Yeah, I think the the most obvious answer is the first answer is Drew Locke and the jump he makes from year one to year two because with that guy wearing 15 it's just down I-70 in Kansas City, he's the gold standard, not just in the division but in the league. And so how close is Drew Locke to closing that gap and taking a, a big jump? You know, Dave, you've worked with players for a million years. You were a player. They usually say players make the biggest jump from year one to year two, right? I'm sure in high school and, and more so in college and certainly in the pros, year one to year two is a big, big jump. You saw Cortland Sutton jump to the Pro Bowl in year two. And so can Drew Locke not just run this team, but can he go out and be a real difference maker with all these weapons that he has around him now with the, the added draft picks, uh, wide receiver and, and adding Melvin Gordon and, of course, Fanton and, and Sutton and, and Philip Lindsay. What will it look like for Drew Locke in year two? So that's where my first focus is. Then I'm really focused on who the third corner is going to be against the Titans. If you go down the roster, you know that Bryce Callahan's back healthy, and AJ Boye. Those are your top two corners. Michael Ojemudia is a third-round pick, but that doesn't mean he's going to be the third corner in the Titans game when when you and Rick are calling that on that Monday night, September 14th here, and just four weeks from this Monday. So I'm keeping an eye on that. And then how do they split up the running back reps, and how do you keep both guys with Pro Bowl resumes happy and hungry? And and we know Philip Lindsay has a chip on a shoulder probably the size of Boulder where he played his college ball. Or, but what, what will it look like every day splitting up their reps and their work?
2: Hey, BK, uh, back to Drew Locke. Uh, any indication, uh, I guess it's probably too early to tell, if, if he's behind, you would assume he would be because being a young quarterback and not having any reps in the OTAs and mini camps and, and all the various things that we normally have, you know he's been doing all the work that he can do but have have you got a chance to see him at all
1: well huh? you know they've put they've put out photos and a little bit of video of him throwing to to guys cuz the young guy well the rookies and then some of the younger players and Andrew Luck being a second year guy have been in here a little longer and they they got here about a week earlier so he's been able to work with with jerry judy with kj hamler and the ball looks great coming out of his hand I, I guess just playing devil's advocate because john always said he expects there to be not only a learning curve but but a slow slow build if you will to really understanding this offense drew Lott going back to high school now has had six different offensive coordinators in seven years from his senior year of high school through through now so he's used to having a new offensive coordinator just about every year of his life so i imagine the classroom work he's picked up on and i know that pat Shermer did a, as much as he could to keep a lot of the terminology the same for Drew in plays that were similar, rather than going by what Pat may have called it last year with the Giants or previously he tried to match the terminology to, to make it easy for Drew and the other young players to to eliminate that part of the, the learning curve, if you will. So I think time will tell, right? How, how often are we seeing him call timeouts early in the game or, or missing a play or, or whatever it may be, or having to run to the sideline? Then we'll know whether or not it, it's – it's taking this new offense, but I think I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because he's used to learning a new offense every year anyway.
0: Hey, last thought for me is: you, you sit there and watch practice. Are coaches wearing masks and are are players wearing masks during whatever they are doing now?
1: Well, player, everybody's wearing helmets, so. Uh, I mean, do
0: they have masks on under the helmets?
1: I, I don't. I don't believe so because I saw them when I walked by uh, earlier as they were going through stretch. Nobody had had a mask on that I saw. Okay. we haven't, and you know, right now I'm looking over at the at the outside edge rushers and they've all got their helmets off and none of them are wearing masks. But every single coach and staffer and any of us media that are watching all have our masks on. Uh, So the trainers that are holding the water on the side, uh, the strength coaches that aren't really doing anything right now because they don't have anybody to stretch out anymore or, or whatever. They're just they're all just standing there doing whatever they do during practice. But every single person that's in this facility right now is wearing a mask save for Steve Atwater and Carl Mecklenburg, who are technically on the other side of the wall in the parking lots where they put up the Broncos TV studio. And I'm pretty sure they're doing a live stream on the Broncos website. Steve Atwater and Carl Mecklenburg, their masks are Steve's is around his ear and Mex, I guess, is in his hand. But other than that, everybody that's inside these walls is, in fact, wearing a mask.
2: Uh, Last one for me, and it's a compliment. I think you sound better with the mask. and (laughs) You should continue to wear one the rest of your career.
1: Well, it's a low bar. And certainly if I do TV, it would probably probably help the ratings out. It definitely would help. I'm wearing my Jayhawks mask, so that may aggravate K-State and Missouri yes. fans, but everybody else just doesn't But, no, care. you
2: sound uh, – there's something about it. It, it. It's changed your voice in a little bit, in a good way. <laughs> well, go I with appreciate that. the
1: compliment, yeah. Rick. I appreciate it. <laughs> BK, thank thank,
2: thanks for the update. We'll check in soon.
1: Sure, good. and you guys will have Drew Locke later today, so I'm excited to hear that.
0: Absolutely. Appreciate it, BK. Brandon Cristal, our KOA Broncos insider, brought to you by Coloradans for Responsible Energy Development. You can get the facts on how oil and gas is benefiting Colorado and all Coloradans at CRED.